Well, guess what? Aton Katz is in our studio. We're set to open up a live music alert Tuesday here at JM and the AM and actually celebrate the release of Live in Jerusalem, volume number three. We'll find out about the brand new album. We'll certainly talk about what is happening in the world of Aton Katz's Jewish music, all coming up here at JM in the AM. We'll start with a piece. In fact, I wanted to ask Aton about this piece landing on the album, so we'll have an opportunity to do so as soon as we play it. This comes from Live in Jerusalem, volume number three. You're listening to a live music alert Tuesday at JM in the AM. combination of reminiscing and catching up with Aton Katz here on a Tuesday morning at JM and the AM. And we'll ask him about this selection in a second. I'm thinking back, and first of all, good morning to you, and thanks so much for being here. Good morning, Nachum. I'm wondering the first time you were ever in any of my studios. Do you have any recollection the first time we had a chance to actually sit down and talk about your music? 
I remember there was a first time. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know how long ago it was. I mean, there was the... You've been involved in a couple of really well-known historic shows, at least historic for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, You were the musical entertainment for my, let me get this right, I believe 30th anniversary on the air. I believe it was that year. Uh, Labor Day weekend, I assume it was 2003. Does that make sense? No. Must have been 2013. 2013. But I was on before then. Oh, are you kidding? Way before then. I'm just thinking that you've been involved in some. I just you've remember. been at some of our live shows on the yeah. road. Um, in Israel. And in Israel, right. correct. I mean, you, you've been involved in so yeah. many things that we've been able to do. I just remember being very excited the first time. <laughs> I was like, but I'm wondering. I finally made it. But uh, I'm on the Nochum single show. But I'm wondering what project it was. Like, was it a first solo album? Were you with somebody else? Was it like, I'm trying to think. I like, think I was here with Jeremy. The violin player. Yeah, that does sound I familiar. Think that was the first time. That, that, and that would be over 20 years ago, right? Or not? I think just about 20 Just years. around 20 years ago. Because I, I put out my first album in 2005, which seems like forever ago. Yeah, 18 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I would have thought it was a drop uh, earlier than that, but it was 2005. Well, I mean, oh. I, mean I put out two albums with, uh, with my father and brother. Right, that I remember. And then but my, the solo album, La Mancha, came out in 2005. La Mancha, boy. And that is the La Mancha that we all know, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not like you've written yeah. two of them. No, no, that would be... <laughs> That's the one. That wouldn't be productive. <laughs> no. Well, there are artists who've done that, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> For another time. So, um, by the way, Eitan has... Um, first of all, it's the first time you're in our new studio. Yes, I walked in and I said, wow... This is beautiful. You know how different it is than a year ago. It was sure. it, it was quite quite a devastating episode. And Baruch Hashem, we're back in after our big uh, after our big celebration at the end of March uh, with multiple studios. Thank God. And one of the things you asked me is um, <laughs> is if people still call into the show. Yeah. And I said to you that one of the major differences over the years has been that now. People who want to uh, reach you, comment, ask a question, basically do it through our app. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you know, I have the app comments sitting in front of me the entire morning. And uh, I'll read from them and see what people, you know, what they want to say, how they mm-hmm. want to interact, et cetera, et cetera. And, and it's funny. It, it's no different than regular life. Because in regular life, I'm sure you agree. We were in touch how many times this morning and never said a word <laughs> to each other, right? In regular life now, it's all about the written word that's going back and forth yeah. at record speed yeah. uh, through texts and WhatsApps, et cetera. Uh, so that's basically what we've turned into at this point. Now, I was thinking on my way here, I was thinking like, like as the world has changed so much, I wonder if like, like the, um, the volume of music that you have to f- choose from on the show, including everybody, not insulting anybody. You know what's want. interesting? Used to be you had like what, three, four albums out? And Correct. That's what you were like. And, and not only that, it was three, four albums out in a, in a chunk of time. Sure. You know, pre-Shvuis, so pre-Summer, you know, these few albums will come out and you'll concentrate on those. And, but the, the issue now is that every day, and I literally mean every day, at least, as an example, certainly every day since Log Bomer, every day since Log Bomer, we have gotten new music. Yeah. That's been emailed to us. Now, the only difference is that generally speaking, not always, but generally speaking, 
it's not full albums. It's you know we're being singles. we're being sent singles. We're being sent, but it's know, still airtime. But it's still airtime, right. and it's and it's just it's endless. I mean, <laughs> when I when I you know there's material that I used to go on the air and say brand you know brand new from you know brand new from Aton Cats. It could be an an eight month old song. But you could still say, you know, brand new, it's his latest, etc. Now, if I use the term brand new, it probably means it came into my inbox yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like um, with, I, I get emails probably, without exaggerating, maybe like once a week or once every two weeks at, at the most from aspiring composers, artists asking for eights. I don't know why they're calling me, asking me, but oh, like, come on, yeah. whatever. I'm just saying, it's like, can you listen to my new song? Can you give me ideas of what to do? <clears throat> and in, in my heart, I feel bad for them. Because, because they're in a crowded because field. They're in, you know, I, I, I can't say with certainty that my nigunim, my music, would have you know, reached where it has reached if it came out five years later or ten years later or right. even you know, now. Like, you were exposed to the audience at a time where there was still space for people to breathe a little bit in the industry. My first album came out on cassette. Right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's further back than I thought. <laughs> boy, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, but this, this Live in Jerusalem 3 marked the first project that I did not print CDs. Live in Jerusalem 2 had CDs? Yeah. And 3 does not? 3 doesn't. Even for some neighborhoods that might demand it? USBs. Oh, that they'll, they'll take a USB, That's what, right? You know, I printed, you know, whatever right. amount of USBs for the stores. You know, people who don't have smartphones. And, and that they'll put in their in computer. The or, right. like, you know, at home. But um, CDs, I mean, like, so many people listen to music in their cars these days. Mm-hmm. And Oh, that's always been the case. Just yeah. They're streaming music or, or exactly. something similar to streaming music but in their car. Right? They don't make even CD players in their right. cars anymore for years already. Correct. And you know what? It costs a lot of money to print the CDs. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the graphics behind it and all that stuff. Sure. And I was just, I kind of, I got one hate mail for not, for not having CDs, <laughs> which is okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. But and all, it and those funds you could put toward producing a good album. Like, you don't have to even worry about <laughs> printing CDs or LPs or yeah. cassettes or any of that stuff anymore. Do you even, do you even release with Live in Jerusalem 3? And I and I don't know. It's very possible it was emailed to me. I don't know a a, a booklet, a booklet, or you know a, a list of songs with explanations or with you know some type of comments, liner so notes. It's available. I have it. I didn't. Um, I haven't figured a way how to get that out. But if someone wants it, they can get in touch. I'll just email you, right? To them. Yeah. yeah. Simple sure. as that. Yeah. So it's not in demand. It's not like people buy it and then complain that it's not there. All people they want are, is the music. People, you know, I'll tell you something about this album. This album is. You know, we worked so hard on it. Lift that mic a drop, yeah. I'm sorry about that. No problem. Right yeah, there? Yeah, perfect. Good. Okay. We worked so hard on it, on kind of making sure that the listener kind of feels like he's back there in Yerushalayim. But wouldn't you say that one and two are also like that? I know with one and two, I felt I was there even though I wasn't there. I understand, but, it, but it's not a given, though. You have to right. work hard on it because right. it's not, you know... It's, you, I don't know how, what percentage you'll say, but at least half the percent of energy is coming from the fact that you're there live. Right. And I tell people that nowadays it's all about, you know, singles and shuffle mode and a song here, playlist. Right. Try to listen to the album it's in its entirety from <laughs> beginning to end, whether it's Erev Shabbos in the kitchen, whether it's in the car on the way to Lakewood, or you're just, you know, jogging, whatever it is, or at least a chunk of more than just one song randomly yeah. here and there, because then you really get, 
you know, a good idea. And that's, and that's like lost a little bit. You there, know there are some teens that I know who, would lit- who will literally pick up an album and, and play 10 seconds off each song. And, and, and if I, now, in the old days, what we used to call the needle drop, right, with the LPs, we did a similar thing. But it was not 10 seconds and never revisit that selection. It was 10 seconds, get a taste of it, and then, you know, go through the whole album like you, like you requested everyone do. Yeah. Today, to it's keep... It's hard to ask. I know it's hard it's to ask, but, but you won't be let down. Because, oh, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, and there were a couple of moments in, in Live in Jerusalem 1 and 2. By the way, the same venue for all three or not? Same venue. The, the, the Live in Jerusalem 1 was in the smaller hall right. at the Ramada. And... Yeah, the two and three were in the same the same place. And I asked that because there were some moments to those who you know heard live in Jerusalem two, for instance, that were exactly as you just described. Like you feel you're there, you get you know the the energy of it really sucks you in, and you yeah. feel like you know you're part of the experience. Now I haven't heard enough, and frankly, I don't know if anybody yet has heard enough of three to decide you know at what point in the album do they feel that they're actually there. But are there a couple of moments like that that are that amazing? Well, the song you just played, Ashia Samach, right. is definitely one. one of them it was it was it was part of the first medley of fast songs that i did and i mean you're kind of just like you're you're sucked yeah. into it it surrounds like, you right away right. and 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 even the slow you know the slower nagunam also you you're always hearing the people singing right. you know the engineer that worked on this album his name is shai sivan he worked he's Engineers, Yishai Rebo, like all the big, you know, names in, there, in, in Israel and a lot of projects here also. He said to me, you know, I was humbled because, like, this guy's, like, you know, a big shot. Right. And I'm, I've worked with him before, but, like, this is the first full album that we did together. And I asked him, not trying to elicit any answer, like, how does this compare to other live albums that you did? And he said, and he, and he said it a couple times, and he was 100% honest. I mean, that's what he said to me that he's never experienced a m- crowd interaction from beginning to end ah. at 100% the entire time. He's like, at a regular, you know, concert, it's a performance. Mm-hmm. And then when, like, you know, the singer points to the crowd, they'll join in for a second right. and then they'll come back and they'll clap at the end. He said there wasn't, there wasn't a stop to it. And that's why he was so, like, taken aback by the... You know, he wasn't there. He didn't, you know, he didn't, he wasn't there live. Was this recorded on Matzah Shabbos? No, no, it was Cholomite Sukkot. It was Cholomite. Because I was going to say the advantage of a rested crowd, but no, this was Cholomite. This this was (laughs) Cholomite. They came in sweating, you know? They came after a day full of activities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, this is... Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Eitan Katz is in studio with us here at JM and the You actually have your guitar with you, which is always a a great... uh, uh, a great feeling for us to present some live music here. Feel free to comment on the app, as some already have, and we'll get to your comments later on. Go to the NSN, the Home Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. But my question was, and I said this already 10 minutes ago, and I said we'd get to it. Hoshia Samecha. I mean, that's, that's, you know, a classic, right? An old song. Sometimes I'm amazed when some of these songs seep into the 2023 repertoire. At what point did this happen where you said hey this is too good of a nigun to not bring back and do it in this forum you know the hardest by far the hardest process of the production of this concert is song selection because it's not a it's not a concert in 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 the pure form of like here i have you know 15 of my hits and i'm going to play one after the other 
if, if I'm playing a song and everyone's just sitting back and listening, that's not the point of the show. So it was, you know, it was really hard to choose. And I don't know, for example, this niggin, it's just... Yeah, but someone must have brought it to your attention. I mean, I, no. I know you know it from every, every simple story. I, I get it. I know. But someone still must have said to you, hey, this is like, this got to be revived. This got to be brought to the new generation. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a story. It sounds kind of morbid, but it's, it's, it's the truth, okay? <laughs> everyone knows this niggin. Sure. You know, what, you, everyone grew I, up with it. When I was a kid growing up in Ranana, the joke was, how does a Haredi family count their children? Fifteen kids. Right? So everyone knew this song. Right. And, but it was always like a, I always felt it was a special, beautiful negin. But the mechaber of this negin was Rav Tversky. Mm-hmm. Shom, that's all, right? And there was a clip going on. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, yeah, I remember that, right. By his kvura. Right. Now, usually... Because he asked to be sung there, asked. right? Right. And when I saw the clip, I started crying because I couldn't... You know, usually these levais of Gedolim are very, very sad sure. and rightfully so Correct. morbid. This was like... It was like Simcha. Well, he choreographed up, it. Up until the moment of Kvura, right. Simcha. And, you know, his, his, you know, children, grandchildren carrying him, you know, to Kvura, singing the Nigan. And I was like, oh, my gosh. That, that is so, it was so inspiring. A celebration of so, life. It was, yeah. mamish, it, was, it was so beautiful. And mm-hmm. since then, this is what, three, four years ago, mm-hmm. I think, he was nifted during COVID, right. think, two, two, three years ago. Um, I started singing it. So, so that was your moment. That's that when was, you realized. That was I realized right. that this nigga has to, has to be you know sung, and you hear the reaction of people. You hear the you know everyone sure. together. That that's yeah. what that's what proves that really every generation grew up on this song. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a tremendous advantage. Yeah. Uh, in terms yeah. of uh, presenting it, is there any overlap between one, two, and three? Is there any song we'll find on either two of them or all three of them? There's. Lamanchan Kikarov. Literally, you have to have Lamanchan every one of them. I don't, but but you do. I wanted to, <laughs> <laughs> but but even these these two Lamanchan Kikarov. If, again, if you listen to the album in its right. entirety, the two songs preceding those songs are ones that I never released um, on the live albums, and they kind of go right into it. It's kind of like a build up into Lamanchan. One is called Panemius. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's a new, that was a, a niggin off my last album, the Truma album. And Kikarov has Sama. The whole crowd, and kind of set the tone. And then right in after that, right, the, the intro for Kikarov and. It made a big difference for the people. But if you don't listen to those tracks right before, you're going to be you like, won't what, get you it. put it on again? Right. Then you won't yeah. get it. I love but it. Whatever. It, it I is love what it. It is. it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Eitan Katz in studio at JM&M and live music alert Tuesday as we talk about live in Jerusalem, volume number three. Now, when we, now that there are no CDs... Um, we recommend that anyone go to what any of their streaming services and they can go ahead and purchase this. How do, how do we get this to the public? However you listen to music, it's available. Simple as that. If you're on Spotify, if you're on Apple Music, Amazon, you know, the new very popular app 24-6, which is out now. We we have an association with them, and they're doing a great job with it. I think it's a great thing. And by the way, the difference between them and the others you mentioned is that they literally will make sure that only Jewish music 
gets into yeah. you or your kids' yeah. playlist. There'll yeah. be never never a recommendation to go somewhere else exactly. musically. Right? I think you know Chaim Weiss, the the person behind Good man, this, yeah. really really great. I think he's doing such a chesed for Klal Yisrael. It brings me back though to our to our first discussion. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't realize how much volume of music is coming out every day right. until you see the app and you see, oh, I put out an album yesterday, but it's, it's no longer on the banner anymore because the next one came and the next one and the next one and the next one and this playlist, that playlist. Also, one other factor in the American market. Up until a number of years ago, we could argue how many years ago, five or 15 or whatever it was. In the American market, we basically were inundated with only American artists. We only, now, today, anybody in Israel releases a single, we know about it 10 minutes later. And we have it 10 minutes later. So 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 the world has gotten so much smaller, and obviously that leads to a much larger library of music. So, Yeah. Yeah. That's why I, 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 I wish... A lot of atzlacha to all the people they're putting right. on music, but it's, you know, people spend, you know how it is, people right. spend a lot of but money. But is anything less expensive? In other words, when the, ki- when the 19-year-old kid wants to now release a song that he's composed, is there anything in the process that's less expensive because of the equipment today or because, as you said, you don't have to make a CD, etc.? Like, is there anything in the process or you're still in the tens of thousands of dollars to make a real production? You're still in the tens of thousands of dollars. Really? Because of the yeah. studio work and the people you need to pay to, to do it right, etc.? You know, it's it it, it kind of goes into the, you know, to the style of Jewish music these days, which is it's mostly electronic, right? Mostly big production. Big production. I mean, it, big production used to mean that you had a, a big string section, you had right. arrangements by Mona, right. or you had this. Nowadays, there's a lot of you know electronic you know productions out there, which should be cheaper, should be. But it but doesn't work out that way. But then you have to pay somebody $5,000 to, to, to produce it. Right. So when I'm sitting in my studio at home, I got my mic, I have my software, I have my guitar, I just get a geschmack out of like, this is costing me nothing. Right. And I'm just strumming the guitar. And I'm, I'm just going to, you know, love this. And But it's still, it's still, it's still, you know, but the difference also nowadays, like if I'm, when I'm putting out an album, I'm working on albums all the time. I'm right. always working on something. The big difference for me as as a as a, a real instrument artist, you know, a real real instrument musician, production, musicians. Right. For every track, you have to pay studio time for every musician. Right. Now everyone has a home setup. Right. So I, I lay down a track, I send it to the bass player, he sends it back, send him some money. Right. But I'm not paying the studio time. Right. So for me personally, I've been I figured out a way to keep the cost down. It's still yeah. You know, doesn't stuff's match ex- the stuff, stuff's point, expensive these point days. 0. 0.0034 cents per Spotify stream. You know that. Right, that like, doesn't yeah, cover it. No, huh? doesn't cover it. <laughs> uh, Katz is in studio here at JM. All right, to be fair to everybody, because we haven't, I, I, look, I love when you're here. You know it. <laughs> I could do this for hours with you. But let's play one of the songs off of the album. Let's do it. We'll come back. We'll talk about the uh, uh, some of the comments we're getting from our listeners. And, of course, we'll ask you to play something. Where should we go? Um and by the way, when people hear, I wanted to say this before when you were, when you were talking about Panemius and, and Sama, when people hear the intro to La Mancha or Kikel Melach, it must be unbelievable for you. It is. When, when you I'm know, when you know <laughs> and the reaction you get is that, hey, we, we know this song to the point where if you, yeah. if you play that one yeah. chord or those two chords together, whatever it is, yeah. 
we, we, we are so thrilled that we're about to participate so in play, that selection. Play Samal Hanafshi, but then let it go right in to it. the next one. And, and you know, play it just the first you know, yeah. minute of Kikarov, but you, you'll, you'll yeah. see what I'm saying. 100%. Yeah. That's exactly what we're going to do. It is a Tuesday morning live music alert Tuesday at JM in the AM. With the one and only Eitan Katz and America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Round the world of web at NachumSingle.com on the NachumSingle Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.
stage there or standing on stage must be an insane experience yeah it's, it's when wild. you hear this reaction yeah and when you think about it there's no and I'm I know this is accurate there's no youngster male or female in our community around the world who don't know these songs there's nobody Who's not familiar with these? I forget about the other generation. Forget about my generation. Who obviously, you know, anybody who loves Jewish music is going to know the song. But the fact that look, this is I always say this that you know people ask about the impact of JMM over the years. And one of my favorite quotes from a great educator is that we made it cool for kids to listen to Jewish music. Yeah, it, it, that it's an extra. It's an extra celebration when you know that it's not just appealing to the average Jewish music person. It's appealing to these kids that are, you know. Not yeah. to be cliche-ish, but are the backbone of the future of the Jewish world. Sure. And this sure. Way, do you remember writing this song or not? Yeah. How do you write? I, you know, this, is, this is the problem. Now, now you really spend the next hour on this. <laughs> Can you ever, and I've asked other, I've asked Jesse Green, I've asked Yerachemiel Begun, I've asked them all. Is it possible for you to explain to someone who can't fathom how to write a song what it's like to write a song? You would never describe it as an easy process, I'm sure, right? Even if it, even if you're good at it, it's never easy, I mean, right? <clears throat> what's easy? Doesn't you know, so well, easy means in a half hour you come up with a song that's you know. This was ten minutes. It took you ten minutes to write this song. Yeah, but it's not. I don't. I don't think I possess a like. It's not like a. I'm really good at. No, I get it. Like, but, okay, I, I that we can argue. Know. But also, the, the words are perfect for this yeah. song. The words didn't come right away. Right, that's, a, that's also a process. This was written as a niggin at a Kumsitz in Detroit in November, I think, of 2018. <laughs> somebody's house. Pretty amazing. And we called Oh, they it, challenged you, right? Didn't they challenge you to write a niggin or something? No, no. That, that, that's that a was, different story. That, 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 was different. that was in New York. That was a New yeah. York story, right? <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. This was just, you know... Yeah. Regular Kumsitz in, in Detroit. And you had an epiphany. Yeah. It came to you. I even have the, I have the voice note of, 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 the, of the... Of when you recorded it for the Yeah. Oh, my God. Sounds a little bit different. Do your nigunim confuse you sometimes? Because you have so many nigunim. You have nigunim that, that, that are not accompanied at this point or at any yeah. point by words. You get... Sometimes I'll get mixed up I don't when get, I'm singing a nigun without words and go into a different nigun. Do you ever... Does that ever happen to you? I'll tell you what it is. In, in, in the entertainment world, 
whether you get sued for copyright or not, right. you're always looking to be fresh, new, Correct. not to this, you know. Right. With Nigunim, you know, I always give the muscle like this. If I'm walking down the street with my two boys, okay, yeah. and someone comes up to me and says, you know, I have a taina on you. What's your taina? Your two boys look like each other too much. <laughs> I would say that's a taina. That's a raya that I'm their father. Mm-hmm. So when I have two nigunim that sound the same, they do because it comes from the same person, and it's it's an expression of the same neshama. Yeah. Can we hear something crazy? Yeah, but then I have to tell you something. We go ahead. Okay. <laughs> There's, you know, Reb Shlomo got this a lot, obviously, right? Yeah, I, I wonder if you're about to tell the same story. Go ahead. I, I don't know, but but if you look at the two most famous songs of his, oh uh, Yishama about about Yerushalayim. Oh, okay. Vo'ovdim. Well, okay, maybe that, that's that's the third one. Yeah. I was thinking about Imesh Kachech, right? And Veliru Shalai, right. right? Right. They sound eerily similar. Okay, listen. Wow! I would never have picked that up. It's the same song. Ah, it's a kashia. What are you doing? That's the way. Some reason Yerushalayim goes through that channel, right? Whatever it is. So if you, if anybody comes up to me and says, "Oh, this song sounds like that one," I was like, "Baruch Hashem, it sounds like that one." That means I'm at least attempting to be genuine and not trying to, you know, just sell albums. Do you have memories of Yerushalayim? Nope. Uh, You shouldn't say no, but no, no, no. There's one. I know he was in Los Angeles in 19. 89 and I do remember that someone special him, was visiting I, I remember passing right. him in the show but nothing nothing right. significant no uh, because he was he was once in our studio um, and either I or a listener asked him you know this song that you just wrote is so similar to this other song of yours a classic song and he said Reb Nachum, everybody else steals my songs. Why shouldn't <laughs> oh my I steal my right, that's a famous one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened to me. Yeah. That was in my studio yeah. where he said it. Yes, it was Gavaldic. It was so Gavaldic, I'm telling you. That's great. That's great. That's great. Pretty amazing. All right, some comments on the app. First of all, uh, listener J.A. Mora says, looking forward to seeing Eitan Katz in Baltimore at YCCTA. Do you know about that performance coming up? Yeah. It's on your schedule? Yeah, I, I do. I know. It's, it's in a couple of weeks, yeah. There you go. Eitan, this listener says Aton performed recently in Hank in West Hempstead. That was really uh, nice. This person's grandchildren were there and so excited. Happy to share the fact that we go back with your family over 50 years. Every time you every or your brother are here, time. someone has every to time. mention Not only the that, relatives. Every single wedding. every you know, every, They all come over. Your father was my teacher at SAR. Right. Mariah Flatbush. <laughs> Well, this is a connection to Susie Samet, who I assume is your aunt or cousin or uh, that's Steve's sister, right? Steve Ross' sister? Yes. Or am I wrong? There you go. Maybe. Uh, yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Very Sorry. unusual for you to be here and Steve not be brought of up. Of course not. Uh, and then, of course, someone commenting about how they enjoy all of your albums, including that's the brand sweet. new one, Live in Jerusalem, volume number three. Uh, what do you want to do for us? Ay, 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 
sound like on the album? How just like the crowd is just so there. They don't stop the whole night. Was it the largest of all three in terms yeah. of crowds? Yeah. That word gets around quickly, right? You just post that you're... I didn't spend one money on advertising. In this yeah, that I'm sure, but I'm Which saying you like, just let any yeshiva guy know that you're doing this Cholmo Tzukis and the place yeah. is packed. Simple yeah. as that. It's not... Yeah, it's Cholmo Tzukis and, right. you know, I didn't... I didn't um, I was going back and forth whether to do it in a in a theater or in a you know in that kind of ballroom setting. Right. A ballroom setting would have been. I mean, a theater. I would have probably be charged for destroying like fifty percent of the chairs. Everyone standing up on the chairs and everything. So I'm happy that didn't happen. But <laughs> but yeah, there's a, there's a big. Um, you, get, you get concerned about every detail. I see. Because it all listen. Because it's all happened, right? Because <laughs> all these things happen. As long as I'm paying tuition. <laughs> You got to worry about every detail. detail. (laughs) (laughs) No question about it. Tell me about this landmark event that took place in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. First of all, who's I? We've discussed, and anybody who's a longtime listener knows that, you know, your your family's presence here on this program goes way before uh, you and your brother. And that's, of course, your your wonderful father of Shalom Katz, the great cantor and music teacher. By the way, it is unbelievable to me how many people I meet who tell me that he was their music teacher. I'm like, how many schools did he teach in? My gosh, it's amazing. Um, So obviously, someone had an idea to go back to your roots in L.A. 
and bring the three of you together for a concert evening. How did this all develop? I'll just say that I did think that out of all people that needed to be there that night, yeah. you had to be there because you would have had such. I want. I'm going to use a cheesy word, but you would have had nachas. Wow. You know what I'm saying from from it. Hillel Hebrew Academy in Los Angeles right. was, was celebrating 75 years. You're an alum or nothing to do with it? My siblings are. I happen to, right. I mean, I was. Okay, so they're part we, of the family. Yeah, when we yeah. moved, we, we moved to Israel when I was in first grade. Right. And I came, and I came back already when I was in high school, ninth mm-hmm. grade. But my sisters went there. And um, so they were celebrating some, you know, 75 years. And they wanted to make like, a big concert. Right. But they wanted to make it special. They, you know, they wanted to make it a... A story rather than just like a you know a show, and so they contacted me and they asked if I would you know put it together basically with me and my father because my father taught there for many 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 years and there's a lot of history of Hillel and Los Angeles and that you know everyone there. Uh-huh. Um, so it took you know it was it wasn't easy. They 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 they, they got a beautiful venue in the hills. Los Angeles, like an amphitheater, one of these like amphitheaters in the hills of Los Angeles. Like an outdoor covered amphitheater? Out, an outdoor amphitheater. Wow. It was perfect LA weather. 72, not a cloud on the sky kind of thing. A it was, Sunday night? It was a, it was like Bomber ah. day. So it was Tuesday. Wednesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, oh, Tuesday, right. Tuesday. Right. And um, it was just, you know, I, I, I didn't. I was confident in the performance, what we put together, but I was just curious to see how the crowd would respond. And I'll just tell you one quick thing that happened at the beginning, and, you'll, and the whole night was mamish. Like, my brother and I started off the night with a, you know, the plan was it would be a medley of four songs to start off the night with a bang. Right. Everybody get into it, right? So my brother and I come out on stage, everyone's clapping, it's great. Yeah, over a thousand people, you know, in this beautiful. And then the plan was that the third song, my father would come out and join us. Nice. My father comes out. The entire place stands up on their feet, cheering and clapping. That's how much of a legend. And I was. Looking, That's what he meant to them. I was. I was making eye contact with my brother the whole time. Like, wow, this is like this is so special. And the the rest of the night was just basically that. Happening over and over again, and um, you know, you see, like, I mean, I see for myself. I see my friends that I went to high school with, with all their children that are in high school. And for me, that's already like, oh my gosh, I'm getting old. Right. My father sees the grandchildren of the kids that he taught right. in high in, in school, and all the rebbeim and all the community people and all this, the people from the schools and everything. And, and there, was, there were a couple of musicians, local musicians, that, that were there also uh, as part of our band that I, that I hired that I, that I never even met before. I just networked and tried to find a good, you know, they said they've never seen so much, like, love in the crowd. You know, just pure, like, yeah, it was a great show. The music was good. The, the songs were great. The singing together was great. But there was something else, something else in the, in the air. It was... I don't know. My brother and I joked that we just added 20 years to my father's life. He was so happy. He Does he so, know you're here this morning? 
I, it's rare that you I, don't let him know, but I most, sure I sure hope so. He probably does. Sure probably <laughs> if you didn't tell him, someone else probably told him. Yeah. Uh, Eitan Katz in studio at JM. There now you have in, in and, uh, and we're doing so much on the live in Jerusalem sets, but obviously there's a reason for that this morning since we're celebrating the release of volume number three. But obviously you have many other albums, and we recommend people check them all out. Um, <laughs> I mean, special guests in the three volumes, and obviously you know what I'm leading up to. You have a special guest on this one. Did you do special guests in the first and second? The first one, no. Well, Shlomo was with you at one point. Shlomo was with me in the second one. Right. That, that's when Everlasting Love... Really took off. You know, Baruch Hashem. Like, I don't take credit for it. I'm just right. saying, like, my brother and I, we sang it together. And, um... You did that one at TBC, and it was like... Yeah. Again, yeah. A, a, a song that high schoolers know, like... It, to me, that's baffling. Maybe it's my, you know, generational thing. Yeah. But to me, it's baffling when high school kids... Um, <laughs> I use you an example all the time, by the way. <laughs> people, people sometimes, you know, when, when you're identified as being in the modern world, people are like, you know, what do your kids grow up on musically? So I said, well, toward the beginning of the week, they're listening to whatever's popular. And toward the end of the week, they're listening to Eitan Katz because, you know, you can't have a Friday in a Jewish home without Eitan Katz playing in someone's room, right? They're like, that's how it is. So it, it's astounding to me that they're so familiar with, with songs like that. So he does that as a guest on the second album. And now My father. you're wondering who's going to be your guest My on father. the third. Yeah. And you end up calling your father yeah. on stage. He so didn't it, know. So he didn't know. <laughs> no. So in addition to what happened in L.A., meaning you're planned, you, you, the three of you planned on performing together, here it's a total surprise to him. And yeah. for you, it must be a, a different way of exhilarating, I, 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 inviting I, I, him on stage. And this was interesting because... I would say <clears throat> the vast majority of the crowd at this place had no idea who my father was. Right, obviously. These are right. all, you know, Bachrim from right. wherever she was, Eitan's father. They're, like, they're cares, taking Eitan's you know? word for it, that's his yeah. father, right? <laughs> and, and we sang, Right. And, and um, I, I, this was, I, I really was not expecting this. The feedback, the number one favorite track on the album from people is that track. Holy cow. Because it, it just, it sounds like it, there's something meaningful happening. You could say that about a lot of your tracks, but I know what you mean. Uh, you, you, know, you, know, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's different in and, and people are looking for things that are just organically meaningful. Not, you know, when someone, <clears throat> I'm not going to get in, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not going to. Um, You're not I, trashing I, I, anybody I'm not, else. I'm just saying, no, no, no. I, I wasn't but, even thinking that. I'm just, right, but you, I'm yeah. just saying like, because of the volume that's coming out right now, because of the amount of just singles and albums and productions and this song and that song. And live stuff that and people are about, releasing. And think about Everlasting Love for a second. Right. You know why it's so popular? Because the words are so simple and so not cheesy. And it doesn't sound like anything but a true expression of Hashem's love for us. Without any, like, right. you know... Well, when I asked Kalbach, when I asked Kalbach, why are you so successful with what you do? His answer was, because I write songs that are easy to sing. Yeah. And that's, yeah. of course, very true about his material. Yeah. Uh, Everlasting Love is remarkable. And, and it's been recorded multiple times. But for some reason, when you guys did, and they're all good, and I, I mean yeah. that seriously, I'll yeah. play any of them. <clears throat> but when you guys did it together in that live atmosphere, it was something very different. It's very rare that you get a song that, like, and I, I feel really blessed and honored that, that I could say this, that like, you know, yes, I belong to 
you know, a more yeshivish community in Farakaway. I send my kids to, to Chadarim and Masiftas and Besiakovs. But I'm still, the music though is connecting. Oh, are you kidding? Everybody. Sure. Everybody from from the most Haredi Hasidish. You're you're you know, in every high school from right to left. Exactly, yeah. And left yeah. to right. You're in every yeah. high school there is. It's really weird for me sometimes. Like I go from like right. playing one day at like Ramaz and then going to like Masifta right. of Right. No, whatever, no, nothing you know? negative about either. Just I'm not, I'm interesting. Just, saying, I'm just talking the whole. About, I'm talking about the, you know, it's the spectrum. Right. It's like, and, and it's 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 a big schos. Right. It's a big schos. No, I'm not saying anything negative. I'm just saying. Yeah, of course. The amount the amount you know of reach. It's like I feel like I have an achrayas, you know, on a certain level. So it's overwhelming, but it's good. I mentioned to you that uh, Shlomo, your brother, opened up. Yoshua Siegel and Tamima Pilachowski's chuppah last month in Israel with yeah. Everlasting Love. I saw clips. Oh, you saw the clip? Of course. I'm so glad. And the crowd loved it. and It was so yeah. meaningful to them as they're standing waiting to walk down. They're hearing this incredible start to the chuppah. And now he leads you, I believe, in how many Siegel weddings have been attended. So you're going to have to make sure to come to the next one, Eitan. <laughs> Maybe make it in America, not three days before Pesach, Nahum. By the way, even some of the people in Israel thought it was a bad idea three days before Pesach. doesn't have to be just America. You're like, Eitan, are you available this and this date? I'm like, Nahum, it's three days before Pesach. What can you possibly be doing? Well, I a wedding you, in Israel. I thought you might be spending the holiday in the Holy Land. What do you want? I would have been there in a You second. have been some Pesachs in the Holy Land. Pesach, yes. Never? No, you have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have. But, yeah. Not the craziest thing. No. no. <laughs> uh, on the app, Eitan, thanks to the great new Nigunim, and quote-unquote, he puts the word old in quotes, old Nigunim. Great to hear you sing great real Jewish music, real in quotes as well. Wow. All right. This one says, Eitan gave a great concert this past Matzah Shabbos in Boca yeah. on behalf of Renewal. That was really... What are you, traveling everywhere? Uh, listen, we can't know. keep track of you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Shabbos, I'm assuming you were in Boca. Mostly Shabbos, I was in Boca. Oh, Shabbos, you were not? No, 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 no. That sounded funny. Shabbos, no, but no. I'm saying it like that, meaning it's a great community to spend Shabbos in, in yes. general. Yeah, yeah. You know what renewal is, right? Sure. It's, it's, We've, we have highlighted them, and we have friends who have benefited from them. So, so we had, so Mostly Shabbos, they were going back and forth. Originally, they just wanted a Shabbos. Right. You know, the Shabbos, they, you know, the organization comes and they right. kind of send their message out and they kind of pump everybody up. And Sunday is the, you know, people go and get swapped and, right. and all that stuff. Kidney donation, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so they said, you know, maybe we'll do a Kumzitz Motzeh Shabbos also. Sure, not a problem. Four or five hundred people show up to this thing. Wow. A shul and or an arena? It was at BRS. Oh, at BRS right? itself. And we did a beautiful, beautiful, you know, concert, Kumzitz. And, and in the middle... One of the things that they did was like everybody had everybody had tears in their eyes. There was a donor. Oh no, donor and recipients. Oh yeah, yeah. There was a donor in the shul. That could bring the house down. <laughs> there was a donor in the shul that during the panel discussion on Shabbos, he said that he never met the person who received right. because he wasn't ready for it. Another, right. he said he or was ready, but it didn't room. happen. To, right. So Motzi Shabbos, they called him up and his family to just. Recognize them, you know, as you know, to be mechazek everybody, and then they said, "But we have a surprise for you," and they called up the person who who don't who, who received. She wasn't there, but her parents wow. came, and I'm getting all the children now. <laughs> like her parents walked up 
with like a bouquet of flowers and a big gift to meet them for the first time. And I'm thinking like, listen, like, Hashem, like I have children. And, and if, if I met somebody that Who saved, saved my your child's, child's life. life. Oh my gosh. So I was like, oh, like that was, that was a, uh, and then Nachum, the other event you had to be at was, yeah. was a couple of hours later, Vasikin on the beach. With like for Rosh Chodesh? For Rosh Chodesh. <gasps> I'll send you some. With some, your some guitar? Clips. Yeah. <laughs> and other guitars. And other. <laughs> I forgot what it's, I mean, I've, 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 it, was, it was, and I grew up in LA, but I didn't grow up like so right. close to the beach, but it's like 150 people showed up at six o'clock in the morning. Boiling hot. Why does it have to be at 95 degrees? Probably very at, humid uh, as well. Ugh, it was One thing time. I noticed about Boca Shavuos morning, they're davening at 6. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to handle that. I yeah, think that's here, late. I think here it's 445. Yeah, that's late. Yeah, that that's hour late. could be a killer, you know. That's late. <laughs> that hour, Shavuos morning. What do you mean, morning. another hour of learning? What are you talking about? Let's go. I won't do my routine. That my, my brother used to always talk about Shavuos night and how productive people are yeah. Shavuos night. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I always wonder about, you know, because we gather around midnight because, you know, when the meal is Shavuos night, the sure. meal is, what, 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Sure. So we gather like midnight. There's some parts of the world where it's winter, and it's the opposite. They're gathering at 7.30 and going the entire night. I'm like, wow, oh they, they yeah. got a bunch of rougher shoes night than we have. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> These are the types of things I think about, Eitan. <laughs> you know, you mentioned your brother. I've, I've, I've done some events with your brother. Um, the, the, well, the, the brother of Aharav now, right? Isn't that your brother? Yes, of course. Yeah. The, my brother's a rabbi in Staten Island, but he's been a, a big key to that organization. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I, he's spoken, and I assume you've sung at the same yeah, events. Yeah, yeah so I, I back him up on guitar. Oh, really? He, until he, he turns need, around and tells me, Shh, stop, Yeah, I was just going to say, he doesn't need musical <laughs> accompaniment. <laughs> I'm playing like chords, like, a little bit less, a little bit less. Like, do you think? That's actually very funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he had Karl Bach in his stool couple of times in the old days. God, it's getting so long ago already. Yeah. Rip Schleim is gone since 1994. So anything that happened with him happened a long, <laughs> long time ago. All right. Uh, before you leave, because I know we have to let you go to Shachar's. Uh, so let, you, have, you have one more live selection for us. Oh, by the way, this listener says, Eitan's personality <laughs> is as great as his songs. And I made sure to point out this comment because I'm sure that it makes you very uncomfortable, to say the least. <laughs> I was, the first time that came to my mind was like, he doesn't know me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's very sweet. That's very we sweet. know you at this point very, very well. I can tell you that much. Uh, Eitan Katz live then we'll do our parting words and we'll play more off Jerusalem uh, live in Jerusalem volume number three here at JM
I'm just so happy that the chasnas don't happen at 7 o'clock in the morning and conscious don't happen. Oh, my gosh. Uh, once Shavuos ends, will it become a very busy season? or Hashem, yeah. Is it going to be very yeah. busy? Traveling. And weddings. Of everlasting love, right? I'll yeah. just tell you one quick thing. Sure. I'm going to love. Tell me whatever you want. Uh, you're, going- <laughs> you're the one who has to go to Shachar's. <laughs> don't tell anybody that. I'm going to... I was just, why was I on the phone while you were singing? I was trying to get somebody to walk you to shul, but all right. <laughs> I, I, we need to protect you from the paparazzi, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, Lower East Side, let me tell you. <laughs> exactly. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. going to, I'm going to London in a few weeks for a while. Wow, nice. For a chasana. Taking a soccer game or not? <laughs> <laughs> I would be scared to go to a soccer game in London. I know. But um, yeah. why do they want me to come? Yeah. I mean... Yeah. In usually, addition to doing a concert, yeah. I'm, go- I'm coming to sing Everlasting Love by the Chopra. That's it. That's I mean maybe one or two songs by the Chobah, but that they called me and says that is the niggin that have made them connected to Hashem and connected to themselves, the Chasan Kala, through their journey until you know, and they it's so meaningful to them. I'm not I'm not playing the wedding. I was like, you guys don't want me to stay? Now we have a DJ or <laughs> whatever. They have a different, you know, you know, setup. But the Chopah? They need that song. Sung, sung live. Sung live. And it's like, that's when it, like, I could get, you know, I could get lost in like, oh, look how, you know, cool that is. Right. Just being flown in just right. for one song. Look at that. Well, 20 years ago, you may have said that, frankly. For sure. Right. But now I'm looking at it like, so, look at the power right. of an emistic and Correct. You know? It could, it could really, like... And they're not... It's life-changing. And, it, and it's, it's life a small changing. wedding. They're not doing it for the pizzazz, for the show. Oh, look. It's not a who's it's who It's not 1,400 people at the wedding. Right? No. It's like in their backyard in a nice house in London with like maybe 100 guests, but it means something to them. You know? But that's Amazing. part of... You mentioned the schedule. I was just, you know... I'm not boasting about going to London. No. Everyone goes to London. I'm just saying it's like, you know, it's just special to see how like Nagunam can really, really touch people and really... Uh, you know, meaningful. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. We're going to let you go. Uh, we're going to do the Panemius into, uh, Panemius goes into Kikamelk, right? Uh, Lamancha. Into Lamancha. We'll do, yeah. right, we did Kikamelk before. We'll do that so people get a taste of what you were referring to earlier in terms of that transition. Live in Jerusalem volume number three is available. It's on all the services. We'll tell everybody that um, it's at 24-6. Those of you who want to go to uh, the 24-6 app and their website, but it's certainly on all the streaming services out yeah. there. 
That's apparently how people buy music these days, folks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. If you're not familiar with it, ask your children or grandchildren. <laughs> they'll tell you exactly how to access it and make it part of your phone. That's right. All you need today is a phone, and you can listen to music yeah. anywhere and everywhere. Uh, and all I'll say to you, Aton Katz, is uh, thank God over all these decades I have had, and we're about to celebrate 40 years, which wow. is insane. Uh, I have forged many a wonderful friendships, and the one with you is one I cherish like you can't imagine. I really appreciate that. So thank really, you so I'm, much. I really appreciate that. You've been that. just thank a you. great friend and uh, somebody who just uh, shares with us, with me and with this amazing audience, uh, what it's like to inspire people in the most Jewish of ways, in the most appropriate of fashions, and it's much oh, appreciated. Uh, Eitan Katz, uh, a live music alert Tuesday here on a JMN broadcast. Check out Live in Jerusalem, volume number three. And we thank Eitan Katz for spending time with us on a Tuesday before Shavuos at JM in the AM. <laughs>
Let's go, everyone up, everyone stand up together. Amen. 
JM in the AM. There it is. Live in Jerusalem, volume number three. Pretty amazing, huh? Pretty amazing, I must say. The one and only uh, Eitan Katz, live in Jerusalem, volume number three. It was amazing having him here in studio at JM in the AM. And uh, what can I say? Um, just <laughs> always love when he's here. And frankly, I could have gone on for hours. Um, just remarkable. Eitan Katz at JM in the AM. 